Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. All right. Welcome to the Browns Wire podcast with me is Adam Moore, as always. And today we have a special guest. We have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl MVP, arguably the best quarterback in OU history, Nathan Air Canada. Rourke, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, how- excited. I know you got your pro day coming up in March 17th. Uh, you ready? You prepared? Yeah, getting there. Yeah, it's been a long process. Just got back to Athens uh, from I was training in Nashville for a couple of weeks, and uh, that all went well. And so I'm excited to uh, to let uh, everyone uh, see what I've been working at. Who were you training with down in Nashville? I, I was training with uh, Jordan Llewellyn at uh, Boost Fit Club. I see. Uh, do you have an idea of what teams are going to be at the OU Pro Day? Or because I know that you you're not just talking to NFL teams. You got CFL teams looking at you too. So, I mean, do you have an idea of who's going to be there? Or have you spoken to anybody yet? I had the chance to speak to uh, a couple of teams, both in the NFL and the CFL at the NFL PA Bowl, and there's been uh, a little bit of contact uh, between that time. Uh, but uh, as, as for those people who are going to be at the Pro Day, I really don't know at this point. I see. Yeah, in the NFL PA Bowl, I understand that went pretty well for you. Uh, Adam, did you have a question? I feel like I'm hogging this time already. <laughs> no, you're good, buddy. No, I mean, I would have got plenty of questions, but yeah, go, go ahead, bud. No, I was. Well, I guess I was going to ask with the NFL PA Bowl, you actually worked with a former Cleveland Browns coach at Hugh Jackson. Mm-hmm. I know that's not really related to your the process at all, but was did he have any any great advice to give you? Did he kind of give you some insight into what it's like in the NFL, going to be on the when you're in the NFL? I mean, did what was it like working with Hugh Jackson? I think our listeners would really like to know. Yeah, he was he was a great coach. He um he, he's got a lot of energy. He's been he's been around the league, and it's evident by the way that he. Uh, he talks, and it was that was the, one of the best parts about the NFLPA Bowl experience is the fact that we were getting coached by uh, former NFL coaches and uh, former players, uh, Hugh Jackson being one of them. And so he really gave us his offense. And I tell you, the first night it really felt like he was giving us everything, the full playbook, because um, it was a very heavy install. But it was just good to learn his ter- terminology because I think it's uh, it, it definitely there. Uh, there's some trends and some, some patterns with the rest of some other offenses in the NFL. And so it was good to get that exposure to that. Um, and yeah, he was a great coach. I enjoyed, I enjoyed working uh, on his team. So a lot of players in your position with pre-draft stuff, they're working on specific, like uh, to, to really be successful in specific drills, like the 40 or the gauntlet or, you know, the vert a quarterbacks are different quarterbacks are, you know, their, their process is a lot more, um, I don't know, I guess strange. It's more, in, you know, what do you know on the blackboard than anything? How are you preparing for, this process what 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 i guess what are you trying to improve on before your pro day yeah i think the the biggest thing for me is being able to show during the throwing session during our um, our scripts that um that i can drop from under center uh you know at ou we really didn't uh do anything under center it was all from the gun and so i want to be able to show uh, nfl teams that i can do 
uh, you know, run action, five-step drop, seven-step drop, things that I haven't been able to do or I wasn't able to ask to do at OU. Um, just because I wasn't asked uh, doesn't mean that I can't do it. And so I really want to prove that. Um, but then also I, I would love the opportunity to be able to show a team, sit down with the team and, and talk football. Um, that's what I love doing. And uh, I had the opportunity a couple of times in the NFLPA Bowl. But I've been working with uh, my position coach in, in Nashville, Rusty Smith, who is a former Tennessee Titan player. I uh, played with the other, some other teams as well. Um, but uh, he's, we, we've been talking, going through, you know, how, you know, chalkboard, whiteboard situations where we, a coach may ask me about certain play and stuff like that. And, and that's been a really great experience because we've really simulated what that meeting is going to be like. And uh, I, I feel like I'm really prepared to, uh, to answer whatever whatever they, they ask at me. Now, that's the same Rusty Smith uh, who went for Florida Atlantic under Howard Schnellenberger, that correct? Is. Did he give you – Has I mean, I've, I've heard about him and his, his trade. Has he given you any solid advice as well? Yeah, he gave us a lot of advice. I mean, even off, you know, on the field and off the field stuff, financial stuff, um, how to be smart with your money, how to budget and stuff like that. How what's it work? What's it like working with agents? Um, so like a lot of things. It was a really great experience because he's gone through this before. He was a late round pick, just like uh, you know, we're hoping that you know best best case scenario for myself. And so um, you know, I, I think that it was uh, it was really good to know to talk work with someone who's been in the same uh, same boat, you know, coming from a smaller school as well, and being able to have success in the NFL. And so, um, yeah, it was really awesome, and uh, he helped in more ways than one. Yeah, so you know, it sounds like you you know you're kind of being um, you you know, you got you you got a good expectation about like you know where you're going to go if you're going to go in any NFL draft. So. You know, talk a little bit about what your plans are. Like, if you, if you are an undrafted um, free agent in the NFL, are you going to try to pursue the NFL, or are you going to try to try to go to the CFL, or what? What, do you, what are you thinking about? Um, it's the NFL. I mean, the NFL has been the dream for a, a very long time, um, and I think that we're definitely. I'm definitely going to get an opportunity to do so, uh, whether it's being drafted or, or being uh, picked up some somewhere. I'm going to exhaust all NFL options um, before I look at the CFL. I, I, I have received positive. Uh, feedback from CFL teams and I, I feel like that there's I'm going to be playing at some point somewhere you know in the next couple of months which is which is comforting uh, provides a little bit of security but uh, I, you know I want to play at the NFL I want to prove that I can play at the highest level and I'd, I'd love for a team to give me a chance yeah and so everybody's aware all, all the listeners are aware Nathan you're, you talked about being uh, you know a possible late round guy obviously depending on testing depending on a lot of this pre-draft stuff you broke a ton of records at, at Ohio you were one of the most Productive, statistically productive quarterbacks in MAC history. I believe you're second in the in MAC history in career touchdowns, tied with Chad Pennington. So just to give everybody some invite uh, or some insight into what you've done, uh, I know that you were from Ontario. So the Canadian draft, for people that don't know, they only draft people or kids that are from Canada. So it's you, Chase Claypool, and Neville Gallimore. You're actually the number three rated prospect by the CFL Scouting Bureau. So I, I know that a lot of times it's tricky. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be drafted in that spot because obviously they know you're going to take it. You're going to go to the NFL. Uh, but just so everybody is aware of, of how highly sought after you are, at least in, in one league, which, you know, I, I've, as you said, relieves some of that pressure. Um, but back to some of, some of your testing, I had, I had another question. Obviously, it, when I'm watching your film, what I notice the first thing that pops off is your ability to run with the ball. Uh, your balance when you're just bouncing and pinballing off of tacklers, it's right up there. I mean, it's right up there with DeAndre Swift with, with J.K. Dobbins. It's insane how you just bounce off of defenders. 
Uh, with that said, because that is, you know, not because with that said, because you are, it does, you are, you do pop off the screen with your athleticism. Have, has any team come after, come at you and asked, Hey, have you thought about changing positions? Yeah, it has come up and, and kind of with, uh, you know, with the success that the saints have had with Taysom Hill, I think that's also, uh, something that people have wondered about and asked about and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, when, 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 when those things, those questions come up, I, I just kind of think about, you know, the fact that I, uh, I feel like I've played, the, you know, the quarterback position pretty well, and I've got a lot to, to uh, improve on, and, and I'm far from, from being the ideal quarterback prospect, I think, um, in, in many people's eyes. But, uh, you know, I, I love playing quarterback, and that's what I want to play, and I want to prove it to a team that I can play that. Um, at this point, if, if a team wants me to, to do some other things as well, um, I would love to be able to do whatever it takes to make a 53-man roster. Um, and, and if that does means taking some snaps to other positions, that's okay as well. Um, but I really like to prove to a team that I can play quarterback. And, um, I think that I take that mostly as a compliment more than anything else. Oh, absolutely. And I, I would too. Uh, you're listed on the Ohio website, six, one, two, ten. Is that about what can we, what can we can expect at your pro day or. Yeah, I, I, about, so I, I think, uh, I think, uh, pro, we'll hope, yeah, I think probably six, two, um, Oh really? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> hopefully they round up. Well, that I mean, you know that that puts you at the uh, right the NFL starting quarterback make believe threshold. Of course, I guess that doesn't even exist now that you know. Yeah, Kai's got Kyler Murray getting drafted, absolutely <laughs> number one yeah. overall. So yeah, absolutely. And the last two number one picks are on both taller than, so I, I really don't think it should be an issue. No, not at all. What can we expect forty wise? Are you going to be running that? You going to be running a? I mean, you're just you're such an athlete. I mean, it really does pop off the screen how effective you are once you cross that line of scrimmage. So that's that is why I'm curious. Yeah, um, the forty's been a, a big area of emphasis because I I do really want to run a fast time. Um, in testing, I've been I've been doing really well in some setting some PRs, and so um, you know the the goal right now is to is is to run uh, in the low four sixes. Um, I, I I think that uh, you know I've never there's not you know I've had 70 yard plus runs every single year that I've, I've been here. So, and, and I think they've gotten a lot faster to the, gotten a lot faster in the last couple of, 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 of weeks. And so, um, I, I think that, uh, I, I think it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but I'm expecting to run a good time. Yeah, that, that's insane. I mean, I'm looking over your accolades in college, three straight bowl games, which is tied for the most in Mac history. That's the most, that's the most bowl game victories by any OU quarterback. I mean, it must just feel great walking away from that. And I guess that brings me to my next question. What's your favorite memory of, of being a quarterback at OU? Um, yeah, that's, I mean, you, you, you kind of stole it right there. I think that's the, that, <laughs> those are, that's my, what I'm most proud of um, because I think it, it, it perfectly summarizes what every, um, every team that I was on. I, I, you have some very special memories from every single year that I was there and each team was uh, very, very different, uh, unique cast of characters and, and really good, uh, teammates and bonds there. And, um, uh, so I, I was just, I, I was, you know, to be a part of a, a class that's able to accomplish something like that, that kind of sticks out and, uh, that not everyone can say that they, they did and, and, and go, you know, undefeated in bowl games. I think that's a really real Testament. It's not what we wanted to do at the beginning of the year. We wanted to win a Mac championship and, uh, but, uh, you know, being a part of that is pretty cool. So that, that's probably be, pretty probably be the highlight. That's awesome. Yeah, my editor, Jeff Risden, I, I'm sure you've, you've heard of him when you look up the website. He's actually an OU grad, so he definitely wanted me to say thank you 
<laughs> but you know, OU's been OU's had has a very there there has been talent that has walked through those hallways. I mean, Tyler Tattleton, I know that he was in the league for a, a short period. Now he's a coach. He was a coach with the Browns. Um, is that someone you've kept in contact with at all, or is that someone has that's reached out to you? I, I've met him uh, one or two times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Frank Solich has coached some other uh, quarterbacks that have gone to the NFL. Scott Frost, who's now the head coach at Nebraska, he was obviously in the NFL for a period. Eric Crouch, as you know, who won the Heisman Trophy, was a quarterback for the NFL Europe, was also a quarterback in the CFL. I mean, there is. do you think Frank Solich, has he given you, has he provided any insight on what it's going to be like at the next level? Do you think he's properly prepared you for that next step? Yeah, I think um, just in terms of what he asks the quarterback within the offense to do, I think that they put them in a really good position in terms of defensive recognition and and then the the type of offense that we run. We you know all the you know the quarterback has to you know call protections. They have to re-ID the mic when in certain looks, and they have to be able to get us out of bad plays. And that's all stuff that translates to the to the next level. And I think by by doing that, you know, th- that puts the quarterbacks that he's coached and in a really good position uh, to have, to excel at the next level. So uh, I think he's definitely done so. Well, let me, let me ask you one more question. I'll let Adam ask another question because I, I feel like, I feel like I'm hogging you again. Um, <laughs> Eric Crouch was notorious for when he got to the NFL, he did an interview with Dan Patrick after, after his career was over. And he, he mentioned that he didn't learn how to read defensive coverages until he was actually in the Canadian football league because of how the offense was built in college. You're describing the offense as something completely different than he described. So is yeah. I mean, is that because Solich has changed that offense to where now you, you do you think that's going to be an issue for you? Do you think you can effectively and properly read coverages? Um, I mean, obviously Hugh Jackson showed you a peek into the NFL playbook during the NFL P, uh, PA Bowl. So do you think that's going to be an issue at all? No, I don't think it is. And I think if you compare and contrast the, the, the offense that we were they were running when Eric Couch was running it at Nebraska and the, the one that we're running now, it's, it's uh, there's some similarities with the option and everything, but that's about it. Um, we, there's a lot of things that we do that are that is uh, coverage-based. We're obviously throwing the ball a lot more, um, and there's a lot of things that is coverage-based, defender-based, uh, reads and stuff like that. And then, uh, I mean, we have, a, we have a kill or – you know, or a can, or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, two play call or sometimes even three or four plays going into every single play. And so that's stuff that is really, really next level. And um, and so I, it, it's evolved quite a bit since those days. He's given so he is he he does provide freedom to you at the line of scrimmage, which is, that's something you don't hear a lot from college quarterbacks either, is that you are able to make play adjustments and play calls at the line of scrimmage as you see the defense unfold or yeah, as really, you see them line yeah. up. Yeah, changing routes, getting us when there's a bad when there's a bad look when we have a play, getting us into another another play. Absolutely, yeah. Can I ask? Can you think of a memorable memorable example where you beat a defense with your brain, where you got up to the line of scrimmage and you were like, "Okay, this is going to work," and then you changed the play to something that did? I mean, I, a good example is we were playing uh, Nor- Northern Illinois the other uh, this past year, and they were bringing a, a zero blitz, all out blitz, and um, you know changed. Uh, changed the route from the outside receiver and uh, ended up hitting him. And, and when it covers zero, there's no one behind. You know, there's no one deep, and so we hit him, hit hit him on a on a go route, and um, was able to get a big first down. I think it was on third third down with uh, going into their side of the field, and and uh, it was a big play for us. So that was that's awesome. That. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to go yep. back and uh, and check that out. Adam, I'm sorry I didn't mean to take up all this time. <laughs> dude, don't <laughs> apologize, dude. You, you yeah, you're good. Uh, you're, Nathan, you're you know, 
you've talked a little bit about uh, you know your your pre-draft process already, but what you know what's what's the one thing that's really stood out most to you about this whole process? Oh, I, I think that it's it's a lot different when you're training with a bunch of guys that are are, are training to get themselves into the best shape of their lives or the best uh, uh, possible position uh, is a lot different than working with a team. Uh, with a team, you're or you know a group of organized people who are working towards a common goal and you see there's a little bit more accountability and um kind of the same mindset but with a group of individuals it, it's diff- it's more difficult to have uh group chemistry and uh work together because you're all working on on yourselves and stuff like that and that's just the nature of it that's no to no one's fault um but that that's, that's just the nature of the, of the position that we're all in right now and so that's just a little different um so i learned that a little bit um but I, i'm figuring out you know every single day about how to be a pro and how to take care of myself and um, what's the best thing that I need to do um, for me. And, and when I get onto a team, what's the best thing to do for the team? And that comes in recovery, that comes in nutrition, that comes in uh, so many different ways and just playing football and working out. So, You mentioned financial early. You, met, you mentioned when you were talking to Rusty Smith, Rusty Smith was training you. He kind of guided you financially. What, like what exactly, I'm not looking, you don't have to give me every single thing he said, but what, what was the grand scheme of with a big, the big tip that he gave you? Josh is looking for some investment advice right now. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, trying to well, figure out why I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, he was just kind of pointing out some of the, and the NFLPA will kind of, they, they talked about this a little bit. I mean, first of all, budgeting, uh, we, there, a lot of people don't know what to do with the amount of money that you get, especially younger guys. Uh, like us who are just going into the league for the first time. And then obviously, you know, earlier draft picks are more susceptible to this, but you have so much money and you don't know what to do with it. Um, uh, so he was telling us about uh, budgeting it, being able to realize that the, you're, you're only getting paid for half the year. And so you have to budget for the rest of the year, how much money to spend during a week, um, what to do with there's when there's money in your, you know, in your bank account um, that can be very tempting to try to use that and spend it right away, but it's better to go out and invest it. Uh, Rusty's been investing in real estate in, in the Nashville or Tennessee area, and he's been doing very well. And so that was one of the things he was talking about. Um, so, yeah, just just things like that, being smart with your money, knowing that uh, when you're in the NFL, that there's a lot of people that are going to try to take advantage of you uh, and that uh, because of the position that you're in and the money that you're making. And so uh, he gave some really good advice about how to manage that and who to trust and financial advisors and all that. Well, I don't want to call Rusty a liar. Okay, but you can't pick up chicks with dope stock options. Okay, <laughs> my my advice is to go out and buy as many cars as possible and get in an entourage of about four to five. Okay, that's that's my advice. But what do, what do I know? What do yeah. I know? Don't listen to Josh. <laughs> All right, Adam, you got another question? No, I I you know so you Josh mentioned that you grew up in Canada in Ontario. Uh, your senior year in high school, you moved down to Alabama, correct? And then, uh, you know, you, you then you went to Fort Scott Community College for a year and then transferred out. What, what was your experience like in Alabama and what was your experience like there in Kansas? Uh, yeah, the, the, the experience in Alabama was unique. I was there for a full year, a uh, full school year, actually. Um, and um, that was interesting because we kind of really got a, a, a full dose of the southern culture in the States. Um, we were going... Uh, we were in. We were down there. My so my, my my younger brother and my mom moved down with me, um, 
and that was an interesting time in the United States. We were, you know, it was a 2016 primary or election. Um, so <laughs> that would be one hell of a culture shock for you. Yeah, it was definitely a culture <laughs> shock coming from Canada. Um, just, but also in sports, you know, it was a smaller school, so everyone community really rallied around the school. And back home, we really had a tough time getting some, uh, you know, students out to the games and stuff like that. But you know, the, the way that the community and the school rallies around sports is very unique, and we were able to. Uh, really get a taste of what that's like, and uh, which is really awesome. When I went to um, went to Kansas, uh, I was only there for about half a year, um, and I transferred out. and And that was interesting because really, at, you know, in junior college, you're really in the middle of nowhere, and you just kind of have school and football. And so it was interesting to kind of get to know so many different people and um, and, and kind of see where they're coming from, and then realize that you know, only so many. If you only only the people that do the right thing uh, to take care of school and football are the ones that are going to be able to leave. And you saw so many people who are very, very talented, um, uh, you know, come from, you know, that were bounce backs from very big programs and just never make it out uh, because of one reason or another. And and, uh, so that was a very uh, telling time, but it was a very important time for me because it it made me re uh, re reestablish my, my uh, belief in myself. And then, um, and then kind of reevaluate where I wanted to be and how far I wanted to go in this room. Yeah, for, the, for those that don't know, um, Forrest Scott's in the same league. I can't remember the league name as Independence, who was on Last Chance U. Jayhawk Conference, correct? Jayhawk Conference. Yeah. So, Josh, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but, and, but correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, but you, you handed Jason Brown his very first loss at Independence College, didn't you? I think so, yeah. We, we, yeah. All, I, all I know is that we beat them my, the year that I was there. Yeah, that was his no very way. first game the at, last at game Independence. Coach? Yeah, yeah. So are you – Can I? is he in the documentary? No, I think I that was, was – No, that was – I was a year or two after I was there. Yeah, I think oh. it was the next year. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. I knew you were in, the, I knew you were in that conference because I know that that's how, that's how JUCOs work, but I didn't know you that, – that's, that's funny. Well, there you go. You, <laughs> you beat the last chance you guy. But uh, yeah, that, that how did OU find you? You don't, I mean, you see JUCOs go to MAC conferences, but you see a lot of times where uh, JUCO players kind of stay, uh, either you know they go, either go back home or they stay where the JUCO is. Um, right. uh, so how did you end up at OU? Um, it, I, the Ohio coaches, especially Coach uh, Albin Tim, Al- Tim Albin, the uh, offensive coordinator, he does a, a really good job of recruiting um, the Kansas area, and especially the JUCOs. We've gotten a lot of players from that area, including uh, Steve Hayes, who's from Hutch. Um, so they, he was making his rounds out there, and um, and uh, I, I guess uh, you know all, he went to all the ton of teams around the area, and um, and uh, kind of gotten a good word uh, about me from those guys, and so. Um, very fortunate for that. Uh, I had a couple of offers, smaller schools and stuff like that, but um, Ohio, I knew, I knew pretty early that they were the real deal, and I was excited to learn more about them. Well, w- walk me through that process. Well, first of all, I, w- I want to rewind. Why did you pick Fort Scott? I mean, there's obviously a bunch of uh, yeah. JUCOs right next to you in Mississippi, Louisiana. Why did you pick Fort Scott in Kansas? Um, I mean, honestly, it, it just came down because they were really the only team that really wanted me uh I, I was in i was in alabama i just come down from from canada and uh went to a really small school in alabama um and uh after you know you know signing day national signing day in february 1st uh you know came and went 
and uh, I didn't really get a call from anybody. And so um, I caught some calls from JUCOs and stuff like that. But at JUCO, they just bring in as many people as they can. And uh, we wanted to be able to make sure that I could go and play somewhere so I could get filmed. And, and Fort Scott, their head coach, drove down from Kansas to Alabama and uh, you know went and saw my mom and saw me at the school and stuff like that. And they were the only team that really did that. And so I knew that they were serious about me, and so that meant a lot. And so I, I thought, figured that I was going to get a chance to play. And when I went to visit there, they uh, they told me that the only thing in Fort Scott within like, I don't know, a 30-mile radius is football and school. And I said, that's enough for me. So I was, <laughs> I was, that, was, that was good. That's awesome. So, well, so Athens was pretty similar then. Uh, a little bit. Uh, there's a little <laughs> bit more to do. <laughs> no, jo- Josh and I grew up in, in rural West Central Ohio, so we're very familiar with, with you know, those first two years in the States, that, what yeah. you dealt with. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. A- absolute <clears throat> nothingness. So what other schools recruited you other than OU after you were done through Fort Scott days? Um, there were some smaller FCFs, FCS schools um, that I heard from. Uh, I also heard from some other Mac schools. Um, but when I visited OU, I knew that um, the, uh, the, the stability at the coaching position – uh, with the offensive coordinator and Coach Solich uh, was really unique within college football. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a, you know, it's kind of a revolving door of coaches. They kind of leave and stuff like that. And I knew that Coach Solich uh, had been there for such a long time, and that was really unique. So that was awesome. And then I thought that the offense, with, you know, what they were asking their quarterbacks to do was was uh, was something that I wanted, was going to project me well to the next level. Uh, and it was better than what some of the other teams that I was getting recruited by. So, uh, I thought that was the best option. Yeah, Solich has been at uh, Ohio, what, 95 years now, it seems like? <laughs> um, so, you, obviously, the Mid-American Conference is not – it's not a you know a Power 5 school, as they say, but the MAC is very good. It's very productive. <laughs> There's been a lot of quarterbacks that come out of the MAC. Ben Roethlisberger, Bruce Gretkowski, uh, Charlie Fry. There's been a lot of good defenders. Sam Beal was drafted in the second round of the uh, supplemental draft out of Western Michigan last year. So I guess my question for you is, who's the toughest opponent that you face? Like, who? What's the the individual freak that stands out? <laughs> oh man, uh, we played a lot of a lot of really good players. I was really fortunate to play some really good uh, players and um, man, I, I don't know if I could just pick out one. Um, we played some really good players, that, you know, some high-level players, senior bowl guys this past year. With and when we played Pittsburgh, um, uh, someone in their secondary was was very good. Um, I'm con- their whole defense was really good. I can't I can't just you know say just one person. I, and I know that we played my junior year. We played Cincinnati. And uh, there were some, you know, some really, really good players on that defense as well. So, um, yeah, we played. I mean, I could, I can't, I can't think of one individual player. We just played some really good defenses, and I was really fortunate to do that. I'm a, I'm a tad shocked. Now, I, I, I hope I'm not butchering his name because I, I can't. It just came to my, my mind. I can't believe you didn't say Sutton Smith out of Northern Illinois. Isn't he like the the, the sack leader in MAC history? I can't. I you, thought there would be some kind of reoccurring well. nightmare. <laughs> yeah, he was very good. He just uh, he just must not be fresh in my mind because that was my soft my uh, my junior year we played him, um, and uh, so uh, yeah. But I remember that game that we had a huge game plan. We were going to slide the line always to him. But the the thing about that game is that they also on the other side they had also a very good D end as well. So when we were sliding it to Sutton, you know, we were leaving a one on one matchup on the other side, and so. It didn't really end well for us. So, uh, so with you being athletic, 
you, you see the Seahawks a lot. Well, they'll leave one blitzer open all the time, and that's Russell Wilson's responsibility. Did you see a lot of that at OU? Where you because you're so athletic that they were just like, okay, let him come, and he'll figure it out, and then we'll kind of base it, we'll go off of that. Uh, not not as much. I mean, we want to be able to uh, account for everyone. Uh, we want to be able to, uh, you know, give me enough time to make throws and stuff like that. The you know the ad libbing and stuff like that comes uh, is kind of. It's just kind of, I think, a part of, you know, Russell Wilson's been able to do it for such a long time and stuff like that. And I think that there's, um, and especially in college, you want to be able to let, you know, let people, you know, let have like a formula and have some things that are structured and everything and stuff like that. That was definitely our approach. We wanted to be able to have timing and stuff like that. I think that kind of approach really develops passers and pa- develops the passing game. And I think from my sophomore year to my senior year, you saw an improvement in the passing game because they were teaching me how to stay in the pocket and, and make throws and rather than running out and being, you know, still be able to run the zone read and running the option. Uh, but, but being able to make strides in, in the passing game. So if, if who do you think you model your game after, who do you think you best compare with as far as the NFL goes? Um, uh, that's a good question. I, I um, I don't know. I, 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 I my, I, my favorite players to watch are, are people like Drew Brees and, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't. I, think I, I like to be able to. I like to think that I. Uh, well, I aspire to try to have the kind of rhythm and timing that when you're getting the ball out of your hands quick and stuff like that, going through your reads, be able to see the defense uh, and win from a mental standpoint uh, that Tom Brady and Drew Brees do. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's more of an ad libber, but he's he'd be able to make plays on his, on his, on his, with his legs as well. So I, you know, I obviously want to be able to do that, but, um, you know, I, I think, I, I think those guys are really fun to watch, but I, I think there's definitely some differences, but, uh, I, I definitely like watching those guys a, a lot. So what do you, what do you, th- obviously we're a Browns podcast. What would you think if the Browns picked you up? It'd be awesome. I'd love to play for any team and be fun to be close to, uh, to Athens. I got a lot of friends and, people here that I that I like so do you think so do you do you think that your playing style is uh similar to Baker Mayfield's you think you could fit in the Cleveland offense I mean yeah absolutely I mean I I mean with with the the changes that they've made I mean I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like but they've got so many weapons and stuff like that and it'd be fun to be able to throw to some of the guys that they have and um and yeah I think I think now that you mentioned I think that Baker and I are pretty similar uh in terms of uh, yeah, playing styles, but um, yeah, I think I could fit well. But I, I, you know, I'd like to. I, I'd love the opportunity to play at any with any team with any program. Oh yeah, there's that. There's that that answer that everybody gives. I, I'll play anywhere. Just give me a jersey. I love it. <laughs> I, lo- I, I like it. I dig it. So we talked about you being from Canada. There's kind of I don't know if you you I I understand. I'm fully aware, and I, I know Adam is as well. You're going to be on an NFL roster. One way or another, you're going to get you're going to be in the NFL. But there is kind of this weird pressure that I've noticed from a lot of these uh, websites, you know, a Three Down Nation or a lot of the, the CFL specialty websites, where you're kind of viewed as like the hope because there's not a lot of Canadian quarterbacks. There's just not. I think Brandon Bra- Brandon Bridges out of South Alabama a couple years ago was kind of viewed as the answer, and he kind of didn't really do much. Uh, I believe Michael O'Connor who was a four or five star recruit that went to Penn state transferred to the university of Alberta. I think he you got drafted as, Oh, so I was, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. So British Columbia, you're doing, correct. You're doing really, really well up until that point. 
dude i can't know at all man i can't know at all dude no i was i was just about to say like you've done your research that's really good to, to see no this this is his life this i mean he knows yeah. he, like he eats sleeps and breathes football whether it's that's awesome nfl college fcs division hey, I'm always two i'm always down for yeah some, for some that, cfl no, he, you not, know, this not, is not, not everyone does the research. So. The, I, I, I'm pretty sure this guy has asked me to play in a CFL fantasy football league. I'm like, dude, no, I can't. I just <laughs> absolutely stuff. can't. It's good stuff, man. Sorry but, to cut you off. No, no, you're, you're good. I, I appreciate all the compliments. Trust me. But so he got drafted by Toronto. I think he got an opportunity to start late in the year. Actually, he was handing off to your boy, AJ Olette. And then I, I think that they kind of steered away from him. You're kind of viewed as like the guy. Is that? Do you is that pressure or you just kind of ignore that? Like does that that doesn't you're not even thinking about that because you got the NFL on your mind. Yeah, I think you kind of said it right. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to make it sound like it's uh, a negative towards the CFL. I mean, I've been watching. I mean, the CFL has been in my backyard for a good chunk of my life, you know, the majority of my life, and um, I, I've you know, obviously now I have teammates playing the CFL, and I just want to you know, my goal as a as a kid was just to play professionally, um, and the CFL is a great avenue to do so, but. Like you said, I, you know, I'm focused. I, you know, I believe I can play in the NFL. Um, I want to play in the NFL, um, and I'm going to do whatever I can. I would do whatever I can to make sure that that works out. Um, but I know that I, there's a there's a great need um, if it doesn't work out. Absolutely, and I, and I totally get that. Like I said, it's just it's been a, you can't you can't read about you for two seconds without someone mentioning that you're Canadian. <laughs> it's very much in your face. Like, this is it. This is the only Canadian quarterback that's any good. It's, you know, I just didn't know if there was any pressure. But that makes sense. Um, Adam, did you have any other questions, man? Oh, no, I don't have anything. I know, Nathan, I know, uh, you know, Josh was so excited that the famous Idaho Potato Bowl MVP was coming on. Like, he, he, oh, he yeah. wouldn't shut up about it. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Dude, that, that was a you, great it, game. That was a great game. You're phenomenal. I'm telling you, you just you just bounce off of defenders. It's it's it is pretty wild. Has has anybody told you that? Has that come up when you're talking to NFL teams where they mentioned, dude? How do you? I mean, you're like slippery. Yeah. No. No. I wish they and I wish that they came up. With, you know, came at me with that much energy and po- positive energy about it. Um, hey, I'm, I'm think, not the I only think, one. I, yeah. Well, I, I, they haven't really brought it up, and um, you know, I I think that. Uh, that's something that definitely can set me apart from than other from other people, um, and, and so I'm hoping that teams are, are noticing that and uh, are thinking that you know combining that with the passing game that I can be a really a big threat in the league. So I guess an, uh, one last question, then we'll let you go. I know you got to probably wake up early and do some more training, training real hard. Uh, so at OU, who is the next guy we should be watching out for? Who's the next stud? Um, well, this is an easy one for me because, uh, my younger brother, Curtis is, is, is uh, he's going to be a redshirt freshman and, uh, nice. and he was on the team last year. And, um, and, uh, I think that, yeah, I think he's, he, he hasn't won the job yet, but, um, I think he's got, he's got the most experience, uh, on the, on, in the quarterback room. Um, and it's a young quarterback room, um, with little experience, but I think he's, he's, uh, prime to to step up, and I've seen him walk play in high school, and I've grown up with him, and I, I know he's extremely talented, and so I'm looking forward to watching him play for the next four years. Is he better than you? Is he going to be better than you? Well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I, I, hey, there's a theory. There's a theory. The younger brother is better, but I mean, Peyton, Peyton, Peyton and Eli. All right, <laughs> that's true. 
<laughs> that's yeah. true. I, I'll let, I'll let him come in a couple of years on this on this I'll podcast. Say, he can yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. It's 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 quite it's quite the impressive resume. I mean, literally when you're going through your records, you're seeing names like Chad Pennington on here. Is that is that weird to you? I mean, that's a big name. That's a first rounder who was in the NFL for ten years, and he won the NFL Comeback Player of the Year twice. And you're seeing his name all over the record book. Is that yeah, weird? I mean, it's pretty, yeah, it's 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 not weird. It's just, it's just pretty cool. It's an honor. I mean, he's. I mean, yeah, Chad Bennington's. Uh, I mean, I went to um, to Marshall uh, sometime last year to uh, support uh, the track team, and um, and there's you know there's a statue of him, or, or sorry, it was a yeah, there's a statue of him, uh, and so he's huge at Marshall, and um, and uh, so and obviously he had a he had a, a great you know NFL career as well, so. Um, you know, and it's just cool to be in the same sentence as him, and hopefully, I have a career that re- resembles him in some asset, in some facet. So, so you said you think that OU owes you a statue? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's it's okay. You're gone. You no. you don't have to be humble. You can just say, "Oh, you give me a statue." I think Oklahoma just built Baker one. So, did they really? I I believe that they're building Baker a statue. So it doesn't take very long anymore. Well, he, he won he won the Heisman Trophy, so. Well, you know, you won three straight bowl games, but you know, <laughs> potato, potato, I guess. But yeah, that that that's that's pretty wild, um, man. I get, I guess that, I guess that's it, man. I guess we'll be paying attention to you on your pro day. We appreciate you coming on, man. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I appreciate you guys having me. It's been a blast. Yeah, you want to tell everybody where they can follow you on Twitter? I, I I mean it doesn't matter. I'm not a big social media guy. No, you don't. <laughs> how are the ladies? Guess, how are the ladies going to DM you if they don't know? I'm not not worried about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this That's is the only thing Josh life. is worried about. Well, you know, in my in my younger days, now I'm fat. Now I'm fat and old, and I'm I'm watching you in my spare time. But uh, <laughs> this. This was the Browns Wire Podcast. I'm Josh Keatley. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Keatley16. If you don't want to DM Nathan, you can DM me. Adam, where can they hit you up at? They can follow me on Twitter. More2102. Uh, do, do not DM me. I have a wife and three children. I very much love, and I am not jeopardizing that. So they're not gonna they're not gonna DM you. And now the weather. Expect partly cloudy skies with an excellent chance of maximum refunds. Wait, that can't be right. Oh, but it is. Who are you? I'm April, and we could see refunds raining down all tax season with people switching to Tax Act. Tax Act? The tax filing software that makes it easy to file for less and get more. New forecast. It's sunny days ahead for everyone using Tax Act. Always happy to brighten your day. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See taxact.com for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying, so I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad, but they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, oh. 